the Beer EDU Podcast, episode 133, Back to Normal with Kyle and Ben. Welcome to the Beer EDU Podcast, the podcast for educators that love to learn and share ideas with fellow educators over beers, with your hosts, Kyle Anderson and Ben Dixon. Hey, Kyle. Benjamin, my friend. How you been? I am good. Long time no see. This is... Yeah. It's been a bit since we recorded an episode. This is episode 133 of the Beer EDU pod, and... Well, I guess since we haven't recorded in a while, we should introduce ourselves. Yeah, I'm almost forgetting my own name at this point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I am Kyle Anderson. I am a special education facilitator in Las Vegas, and I can talk a little bit more about what that is in this episode, too. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Anderson EdTech. Same thing with Instagram, my blog that I haven't touched in a minute. AndersonEdTech.net is out there. Um, and then there's also my book, To the Edge, Successes and Failures Through Risk-Taking. That's on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and also through my publisher, EduMatch Publishing. And you, my friend, I almost forgot your name, too. You are? Yes. you Ben Dixon. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at bdixonnv. So I made it super easy there. Uh, and I am a principal here in uh, northern Nevada, as as we call it. Uh as we were going to, we'll joke about later. It, we're in our fifth season, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll share a little bit about that. But yeah, for sure. So yeah, I forgot to mention the Untapped too. That's I'm also yes. Anderson Ed Tech on the Untapped. Right. Uh, so, but um, no, we haven't recorded in a minute. We did nope. a bunch of recordings in the beginning of the summer to yes. line up for the fall because we knew we were both going to be crazy <laughs> busy, and then. Yes. All of those episodes have now posted, and we're like, oh, we actually oh, got to start yes. recording episodes again. <laughs> so, here and it's we been are. a bit busy for both of us. Yeah, so. and we'll talk a little bit more about that yeah. too. But before we do any of that, yes. let's talk about beer. But Ben, yeah. um, I'm not sure what we want, what we, you've got, we can even call beer, but um, yeah. I, I'm interested to find this stuff. Um, I have so many great beers lined up for future episodes because I've tried a bunch of st- new stuff, but. This is one of my new, uh, this is like a new favorite of mine. So um, everybody knows I love Sierra Nevada. I love everything. That I, I've never had a bad Sierra Nevada. So I'm at the at the store buying some stuff, buying groceries. I see, uh, I see some beer that I hadn't had before. So I grab it, throw it in my cart. I didn't even look at it. I get home and I pop this and it is a Sierra Nevada. It is titled the Hop Splash. So it's actually not a beer. It is actually a hop infused water. So it's bubbly water that's hop infused. So there's no ABV, no IBUs, no calories. But when you open it, it is, it definitely, you can get that Citra and that um, Amarillo hops and it has a hint of it, but it, and it's, it's actually really, really good. I would say, I would say way, way better than any non-alcoholic beer that I've had. So, I mean, this this is the definition of crushable or a lawnmower water, I guess we would call this. Well, and on top of that, because it's water, you could drink that at work. You know, people might give you a funny look because they're going to see the Sierra Nevada label on it, but no, it, it is water, and it is yeah, and it is crazy how it's definitely got that hoppiness that you would get in a good IPA, and and so I 
yeah, it's super good. It's definitely one that I am going to have uh, on hand. So yeah, that's that's my my beer air quotes that I have. In fact, we're recording in the morning and I'm drinking one now, so it's totally okay. Yeah, I like to have on hand either like LaCroix or yes. Spindrift waters yep. um, just, just to mix it up a little bit. I, I try to drink a gallon of water a day, but I like to mix it up a little bit. Right. Um, and if I don't have those, I have those zero calorie water enhancer packets. Right. Like you pour in right. a bottle and shake it up or whatever. Right. And I actually found um, some really good ones I've been using lately. Um, Gatorade's Propel. So oh, it's like, yeah. so like the Propel water. Or they actually make the Gatorade Zero ones too, but those are a little bit mm -hmm. harder to find. But um, yes, I may have to make a little trek over to my big box liquor and beer establishment yes. to see if I can find this yeah. stuff because I'm, I'm intrigued by it now. Um, well, and I actually haven't been in any of those stores lately because I bought so much beer on my road trip right. this summer, which we can also get into. Well, and that's, the, I found this at uh, a, a large national chain that's now owned by Amazon, whole uh -huh. whatever you want to call it, who also, funny side note, now that you'll be bummed now, has Pliny. Mm. So Russian River has finally started distributing in the northern Nevada. Well, I mean, exciting. as much as I know that now I can get some of that. Um, yes. At the same time, though, the, the appeal might not be as. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. know what you're saying. Yeah, so. there's I, I, I did. I, I held off. I mean, it was funny when I went there and I just I'll show this one thing. I walked around the corner and there's a guy standing there with his wife and he's just it's a whole end cap full of their in their cooler of Pliny. And he just looks at his wife and he goes, I need a box. <laughs> I, I go i respect that dude i respect that but yeah there's a there's like a handful four four bars up here now have it on tap that yeah. i know so um, you're right and a good buddy of mine um recently did a trip down to the los angeles right. area and he picked up a case oh so they're he, they are distributing more widely now well he he had to sweet talk the owner of the store a little bit because normally right. they only allow a six pack but when he right. told them i'm traveling i don't have this where i'm at i have yes. a friend that enjoys this what what can we do here and the guy's like okay well i'll, I'll sell you four nice. six packs so yeah so when i see my buddy steve again he has a 12er of pliny waiting nice. for me I It'll be interesting. Yeah. Scarcity is what you, I wonder if that's one of the things that made it so great that I couldn't yeah. get it all the time, but I don't know, but Hey, you also, but you have an actual beer that I, I'm yes. Well, kind of, I'm a, we are recording on a Saturday morning. Yes, so um, I, I have last night, I went to this amazing bar yes. in Las Vegas called the silver stamp. And I'm going to, I'm going to give some details on this because this place is incredible, but, um, they have everything from like quote unquote Midwestern crap beer okay. up to like $50, $60 bottles of like these rare German and Belgians and everything. I mean, they, this beer list is incredible, but this is one that I've had a lot. I love this beer. I saw it in the cooler. I'm like, I haven't had one in a while, but Boulevard Brewing's Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale, just a you know, a, a Saison style brewed in Kansas City, eight and a half percent ABV, 38 IBU. One of the few beers I give a five on untapped because stylistically, it, it's everything a Saison should be. It's got that peppery, it's got that little bit of funkiness to it, it's got that just 
that that lemony almost that just bright flavor to oh it's so good and it's very effervescent it's very bubbly it's so good and um they even had glassware for it they had a tulip glass nice that said boulevard tank seven on it to pour it into so which brought us into a conversation my friend that was with me he goes Fun fact, did you know that in Ireland, if you pour one company's beer into another company's glass, you can be fined 100 euros? <laughs> I'm like, interesting. So so basically, if you're in a bar in Ireland and you order, say, a Smithix, and right. they pour a Smithix into a Guinness glass, they could be fined 100 euros for that. I'm like, oh, wow. wow. That, fun fact. That is a, that's pretty interesting. So, and I, and I might have missed this. Did you get this on draft? No, this was in a bottle. Okay, I did get okay. this in a bottle. Um, I've only ever had it in a bottle. I've okay. never had it in draft. I know in Kansas City area, they probably have right. it on draft, um, but I've never had it on draft, uh, only in the bottle. And I know I can find it in bottles at various places, like the establishment you mentioned where the hot water right. was. I think I can get it there. Or right. there's other big box locations here that has it. Um, but I, because I can remember before they would distribute it here, whenever I went through Kansas City, I would mm -hmm. spend like 60 bucks on a 24 pack of it to wow. bring it back because, and that was at Costco. So that, I mean, right. that was cheaper. So I can only imagine how much it was in a regular store. And I do think, and we've talked about this on other shows, but I do think of all the beers that requires a specific glass, I think it's a Saison just because of the way it, the, the oh, aroma, that it's got to be that tulip glass. Yeah, but between between the aromas, well, and then with that one, the way it foams up to where yes. you get the bottom of the glass fills with the beer, and then it mm -hmm. just it kind of tapers towards the top to where the foam, and then you let that foam sit there, and then like yep. you get great flavors and aromas off that foam too. Yeah, no, that's definitely one that you need to pour into that. And yep. then I like a really good IPA out of a tulip too, where it just yes. it just brightens everything up too. So. I yeah, I definitely think like, it, it, especially when you get into like a triple or, you know, a hate, something with a lot of aroma, I definitely think that that tulip shape, you know, that's, there's a lot to be said for that. And I think it changes, I don't think it, I don't know if it changes the taste, but it definitely enhances it. Yeah, no, for sure. So, but no, this place, the Silver Stamp, it's in the downtown that's arts cool. district of Las okay. Vegas. and. People had been telling me about it for months, and I just never got a chance to go down there. Okay. And then about a month ago, I finally got a chance to go down there. My wife and I went with some friends, and come to find out, it's not in the same building as my barber, but it is next door pretty right. much to my barber. <laughs> you walk around the corner, and there's the entrance to my barber shop. And you may be thinking, well, Kyle, you're bald. You don't need a barber. Yes, I do, because I go in there and get my head shaved, and he trims my beard, and it's glorious. I just got it done yesterday. Well, we're partners, actually. Because I went to Silver Stamp with my friend Mike. <laughs> so, oh, there we go. But, but I uh, find funny is that you li it was literally around the corner from you and you didn't know no, it. No, <laughs> and I didn't know because I never walked around the corner. So, But when you walk into this place, it is basically somebody's basement from Michigan coming out of 1972. It is wood panel. It is old beer mirrors and other beer paraphernalia hanging on the walls. There are the cheesy neon signs from like the 70s and 80s all over the place. It's really dark in there. And, it, and then the lights that are in there, it's got that like yellowish glow, like you see in pictures from like the 70s. One of the tables has the old um, pool table light set up. It's a Budweiser one hanging over the table. Oh, nice. And then, then they have this 
they have this vending machine with the most random stuff in it. Um, one of the examples of a random thing in it was, do you remember the switchblade comb? Yes. They sell the switchblade comb in nice. the vending machine at this bar. <laughs> so, oh, that's super cool. And like I said, they, they sell everything from like hams and PBR, right. like the quintessential quote unquote Midwest right. crap beers. Right. To like, like I said, like there was, there's a beer on the menu last night. I was looking at all oh, that sounds insane. It was 60 bucks for a 12 ounce bottle. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I need that today. <laughs> so, Whoa. No, they've wow. got an incredible beer list. They do okay. not sell food, but they do have, they have one item of food on the menu. Um, when Pretzels. you order it, they have these glass chickens that are straight up out of the 1970s as well. Okay. Something my mom would love because my mom loves anything decor yeah. that is chicken, yeah. but, um, you can get pickled eggs. They put oh, they put some classic. kettle kettle yep. cooked potato chips in the bottom of this chicken, and then two pickled eggs and a little mini bottle of Tabasco sauce for it, and for five bucks. Crappy, so, that is like that is original seventies crap bar. Oh, I love it. I love it. That, so, cool. um, I, I've already decided that my wife's fortieth birthday party in February we're going to have it there because cool. they will allow us to bring in our own food. Right. So we'll get a taco bar or something and. We'll be celebrated at the silver stamp come nice. next February. So. Wow. Right on, man. So cool. So we are back at work. So we should probably talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny. Um, we, you and I, I, I can't speak for you, but I've been back now at this point, almost two months. Right. Yeah. I've been back. This is sixth week seventh i think we go on break in a couple of weeks so it's like our seventh week i think yeah. so yeah almost two months for me you start i think you started two weeks ahead of us yeah our first day with students was on august 8th so yeah. we yeah we just finished up i believe it was week six is what we we just got okay, so done we're, with so we're and, week five yeah um or it could have been week five i can't uh, right now the time has gone by so fast, I don't even know right now well, to yes. tell you the truth. Right. But um, I actually went back on, I had a training on July 20th. I had uh -huh. training for two days, and then I had I, the, the Friday off, and then the following Monday, I went in to meet with my assistant principal right. uh, for my new position, and I found out that the person who's been working my position for several years was going to be out on medical leave yes. for almost two months. So my assistant principal basically said, um, I know you just took the new the, the news facilitator training, but we all know that the, you're not going to learn anything from that until you get into it. So right. if you want, we will pay you to come in a week okay. early to start learning how to do your job. So that's well, what I did. So, so now that fast forward from that point, is that person back? now or are you are you still on your own yes that person okay. got back cool. this week cool. and um so it's the two of us now but but i'm gonna if i'm gonna be honest i if i would have been at a school on my own brand new to that school i probably would have been absolutely buried but because i've worked at my school for the past couple of years i know people i know how the systems work um and then i had that person that i could text or call at any moment even though they were out of medical leave, if I had a question, that right. got me through. Okay. Um, and now that now that she's back, um, now the thing is, now I'm starting to learn about not just the everyday ins and outs of the job. I'm starting to learn that that whole you don't know what you don't know. Right. Kind oh, yeah. Of deal. 
And and then and then I joked with my partner the other day too. I'm like, you have probably forgotten more about this job than what I know right now. There is that, yeah. So can you can you explain for people who don't really understand what that position? Because you work with special education, but you're a facilitator, which looks Correct. different and different. I mean, we have them in my district, and I imagine it's very similar to what you do. But yeah, explain a little bit for people if you don't understand. That. Right. So. When it comes to IEP meetings, every meeting is required to have a special ed teacher, a regular mm -hmm. ed teacher, and then what's called the LEA, which is like usually an administrator or some sort right. of person that can right. serve on the IEP team as someone that could be a mediator for conflict or mm -hmm. to, to explain something that may not be understood. Or if somebody has questions, they're there to be the quote unquote expert. Okay. Right. Does not mean I'm an expert by any means, but I'm the representative <laughs> for that. Yes, what I else? LEA too, and I am not an expert either. Right. So <laughs> right. So now my previous district, when I was in northern Nevada, it was just an assistant principal usually that served in that role for those meetings. In my district, every school has at least one person that that's their job. Like pretty much every IEP meeting it's going to be that person unless there's some sort of conflict. Like if they're absent or somehow meetings get double booked, then someone else has to serve as at it as well. Um, what also goes in that job is ensuring that all paperwork is in compliance, uh, reviewing IEPs before meetings to make right. sure that they're written correctly um, and to give the teacher guidance on, hey, this needs to be fixed before the meeting. So right. um, anytime, if a, if a student gets into trouble, the process of starting a possible manifestation, creating right. a behavior plan, um, conducting a functional behavior assessment, any of those things. Oh, wow. It's my job to get that process going. It doesn't mean that okay. I'm doing all that stuff. Okay. So because we have my school, we have 19 special education teachers. So, but they're not always going to get all of right. that information. They don't right. know that one of their students may have gotten suspended for five days. Right, so, right, right, right. And, and and I'll tell you though, there's a there's been a couple instances already where even I didn't know that the students got suspended wow. because okay. there was either a miscommunication or something happened so fast that it just mm -hmm. like there was no way for any of us to know. Right. So okay. I'm basically like the gatekeeper along okay. with my partner Pam for all of this stuff in regards to special education. So uh it's been a learning process. <laughs> <laughs> for sure and here's the thing a lot of this stuff it's not hard stuff to do no it, it's not hard it's just stuff that either can be tedious mm -hmm. or it's stuff that i just have never done before and i just right. don't know like i said i don't know what i don't know so right. for example one day i got an email from my district uh level mentor hey you know, just checking in to see how you're doing. By the way, I ran this report uh, for your school. And right now, based on your numbers, you may be in danger of losing a teacher uh, allocation. Oh, I'm, right. like, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Where did you get that report? He goes, he goes, oh, you need to know how to run that report. I'm like, right. I did not know anything about this. So now that I know. I, October I 1st is the date. I know that. <laughs> yeah. So. I ran that report and yes, at the mo at the time I first ran that report, mm -hmm. I was about 15 students short of a teacher allocation. Wow. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, there's no way we have way more students than this. Right. So 
I go through them like, why are certain students not showing on this report? Right. Oh, because, well, this one here, oh, it's just because there's an open IEP on it. It's just yes. not locked. Okay, perfect. As soon as that one's locked, we're good. This one here, oh, they mismarked on the last IEP and what type of meeting it was. So now it's not showing. So right. various errors. Now we're able to correct those errors. I know to get those errors corrected. Right. A lot of the other ones, they're out of state IEPs right. coming in. We just haven't held the meetings yet. So those got to right. get done. Right. So then it, it becomes a lot of me emailing teachers and probably annoying them. Hey, we need to jump on these things because right. we could lose a teaching position, but yes. we also lose funding for these students if we don't yes. get it done. Yes. And that's the really big one. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then, well, then opposite end of that spectrum, you know, then teachers saying, well, this kid hasn't been here in three weeks. Do we move to withdraw them? We're like, well, no, we need to figure out where this kid is because if they're just not coming to school, we need to get them to school. Okay. But also if you withdraw them, then that risks our funding as well, especially if that right. kid shows up, you know, later on down the road, right. like where all of a sudden, like they were out on medical or something like that and just never notified the school, but we withdrew them. Now we're not going to get the funding for it. So, so it's a lot of stuff like that. It's again, it hasn't been hard and I never really felt a lot of stress or anything. It's just that my days are super busy. I get to work in the morning. I greet the kids coming off the buses. I get them to breakfast. And then I feel like I snap my fingers and I'm putting them on the bus saying, see you tomorrow. Yep. So, but yeah, yeah so it's, it, the days go by very quickly. But the other thing that's really nice is that I don't bring anything home. I, I haven't been a teacher. I brought a lot of stuff home in the last few years anyway, right. but I bring absolutely nothing home now, uh, which is really nice too. So like when I leave work, I basically can turn my brain off work related until I get home. Cool. But at the same time though, I'm tired. It, it, they're they're oh, tough, dude. long days, you know, so I get home, I, I try to work out, I fix dinner and then I'm ready for bed by yeah. that point. So. Well, and if people, I mean, for anyone, anybody listening to this is in education, we all know the amount of work that goes into special education, because you're not only the importance of educating students with different gifts and, and who need different things is you factor in paperwork that has a legal ramification should Correct. you screw it up. You know, Correct. that's, that's a lot. So I think yeah. that's, that's, that is a, and just meeting after meeting and uh, I can't even imagine like all the with that many teachers, yeah, if you're looking at an FBA or, a, you know, a manifest, you know, for a kid gets in trouble, then you got to go back and look at the IP and say, is it a function of his disability? That's a lot. So, yeah, no, wow. there, there's a lot of moving parts to it. And cool. if one of those moving parts breaks down, again, like you said, there could be legal ramifications. So, so then do you guys also oversee not just uh, special LD and that, but you also have speech? And then do you have any specialized programs? So we do have students that receive speech services. So, um, and right now my school, we actually don't have a permanent speech pathologist. My district is oh, very wow. short in those. So right now yeah. I have a team of five speech pathologists that are coming in to provide the services wow. that are needed. And they're, they're all great. I'm married to a speech pathologist. So like right. I, I dropped that nugget on them and so I'm like, Hey, I understand my wife's a speech pathologist. And a lot of them actually know my wife. In fact, the mm -hmm. one woman that's serving in my school went with Mary to Mexico a few years ago when they did oh. that. Um, they went to that horse ranch and did the oh, therapy with right. the students with disabilities in Mexico. So um, so there's that. And then my school has, we have a few different specialized programs. We have we have four autism programs. Oh, we, wow. have, okay. um, we have our severe learning disability programs, a couple mm -hmm. of those. 
Um, we have a life skills program, which are, right. um, for, for those of you listening, there, there's life skills and there's functional life skills at my right. school. So the life skills are typically students that they're mobile. Um, they, they're, they're usually designated as intellectual disability. So mm-hmm. you're teaching them a lot of like vocational skills and right. like, and, and skills like to where they, they eventually can live on their own. But at the time that at this time, they're just, they're, they're not gonna be able to just go and get their own apartment at this time. But the, but the program is designed to help them to build those skills and then get some employability skills for down the road. So they can have a job and live on their own. Our functional life skills, these are students that um, oftentimes will need adult care 24 seven for their entire life. Um, they're not mobile. They're not, um, they, they don't have any communication skill, verbal skills. Right. Um, they're using assistive technology. Um, some of them to communicate and some of them, they're, they're not able to use any technology. They just, uh, they don't have any communication skills other than, um, you know, a lot of times like maybe some arm motions or, you know, grunts or, or, or screams or something like that. Right. So, um, so those students there, we have a, we have that program there. So these we have six of our students are in wheelchairs. Uh, okay. So we have a, we have aides uh, that need to work in those classrooms to right. help get those students around campus. Um, and then we also have um, one of our we have a behavior program where okay. students that are they have IEPs for not only learning disabilities but also for like emotional disabilities right. as well. Students right. that um, uh, some of them may have severe anger issues, um, right. things of that nature. So. Yeah, so we we have several programs in our school okay. as well. So, um, in total, we're we're approaching about 350 students with IEPs at my wow. school. Whoa! So 150, 150 ish. Well, more than that. 170. Yeah. So that's a lot on a caseload to manage. Yeah. No, and that, and that's why they opened up a second position for what I'm right. doing now is because it became too much for one person to for sure. to do all that. But I also think it's it's going back to all those programs, it is really nice that in a comprehensive high school that you have, those students are still included within that community. I think that's super powerful because, yes. you know, that's, that's good for, it's good for them and it's good for typically functioning students to have those, those interactions. So cool, man. That's yeah. And, and the general population of students at school are very understanding cool. uh, of these students and, and will go, a lot of kids go out of their way to like interact with them and say hello. So, uh, awesome. so that's always nice. And then with our uh, functional life skills and life skills class, we actually have um, each day we have this, uh, this gardening class. We have this like cool. school garden out, out in our quad and it's those classes that, that tend to that garden. And then, mm-hmm. but there's some um, general ed students that serve as student aides in that class. Okay. So um, kids that they just have a student aid class and that's what they do. But cool. then there's a couple though, that they're like, I think I might want to become a teacher with these kinds nice. of students later on. So they're serving as student aides in that class. Okay. And yeah, they, the, a couple of weeks ago, they actually harvested some of the stuff and wow. you know, there was bags of cucumbers and cool. um different herbs and there was uh mini watermelons that they wow. grew uh and right now you go out there you see everything and then there's like six really large sunflowers growing out there right oh, now cool. so it's really neat uh to awesome. see and then um the kids really get into working mm-hmm. out there it's a lot of fun to see them cool man yeah that's that is super cool to hear and that's definitely i can see why you're tired at the end of the day plus yeah because yeah, you're learning it's a hard job plus you're learning the job that's yeah, oh, you know, that, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, 
you know, they, they say that as a teacher, you go into the first year teacher, you're really not probably good at that job until about year four. Right. I definitely can see me not being good at this job until probably at least year three. Um, wow. if, I, if I was sticking and I don't plan on going anywhere, I, I'm really enjoying the job. Good. So, but because cool. I do take pride in being good at my job, there have been moments of like, Oh, where I just kind of like, I sit there and wonder, I'm like, did I make the right choice? But then, you know, split second later, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like these yeah. are, it's just a moment. So no, I'm enjoying the job. And I'm, I'm glad I made the decision to move into it. Cool, man. Right on. Now well, you, on the other hand, um, we, uh, we talked about season five. And, oh yes. Um, we'll no, start we're not that. talking about like Breaking Bad or, no. you know, or anything like that. So you were in smoke season, season right now. Yep, and it and is. that's, and that like just makes matters worse. Yes. Because as a principal, beginning of the first month or so of the school year is always tough anyway. Yeah. So we we were pretty lucky this summer. Like we did not get slammed with fires. I think it stayed pretty wet. Um, but then that means more stuff grows. Right now, there's a huge fire uh, outside of Auburn. If you're familiar with that, that is between Reno and Sacramento. Um, there's a fire up there. It's in some really, really gnarly terrain that they're just trying to get a handle on. But what's happened is the way the wind pattern is, we live in a valley, Reno's in a valley, we have been slammed with smoke. Um, so that plays its own challenges when you have a school because, you know, we don't, we don't go outside. If the air quality is above a certain level, um, we don't go outside. The where my school is located, we're we're up on a kind of a hill. So we always joke, it's always windy all the time. And what happens is that also blows the smoke in. So we've had a lot of indoor recess. Um, one of the things that I do at my school, it's a little different that, I don't know if it's different, but that came out of COVID was we, uh, if it's nice outside, we eat outside. So my kids sit on the grass, they bring their lunch out, we eat outside. So we've continued that. Unfortunately, now we're, we're eating inside and, um, that that proves its own challenges you know in in itself but i just think kids are like kind of bummed out like all this week we couldn't go outside i think one day it got it got into the green and we went outside so we um i one thing that is different this year so this is my fourth year at this school uh i have a dean of students um he is actually a a, a fan of this show a friend of mine he was a teacher at my school, we always joke, it's his third go around. He was a teacher there, then left and came back as a teacher. Then when I got my job there, he was uh, going to be my instructional coach. He was in the Dean pool and he had an opportunity to go be a Dean at another school. And I was like, dude, you gotta go. And then um, I had an opportunity to bring him back this year. Um, I joke that he's on loan because he'll probably end up, He's definitely going to end up in the assistant principal pool and get an a an NAP job in my district after this year. So, um, so that's nice having him there because it's another you know administrator. Um, so yeah, that's you were on your own the last few years. Yeah, right? so I've been on my own. Yeah, and I mean that's it, it is weird having somebody there because there's things that I'm like, oh, like he'll be like, all right, took care of that. I'm like, oh wow, that's right, cool. So and that that part's good, and it's good to just have somebody to bounce ideas off of and and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, so that's the only thing different. I mean, every year we do smoke at this time of year. So I'm like, okay, we're doing the same thing we've done before. Um, yeah. So, I mean, other than, other than having him, uh, join me, um, it's been kind of funny. Like he has an office, but I don't, I think he's been in it for a total of 20 minutes this year. I just tell him, throw your bag in my office and, you know, we, we do everything together. So that, that's been cool. It's been nice to have someone else. 
to kind of bounce ideas off of and, you know, explain why I do things or not. I might, it, it is, it's like having a student teacher. I never had a student teacher. I don't know. Did you ever have a student teacher? I had one when I was in Northern Nevada. I was assigned okay. the student teacher at the okay. end of February 2020. So oh. <laughs> she, was, she was with me for about two weeks and then COVID hit. And then, I mean, she is still with us, but she just did it all online. And right. she luckily, I mean, she was in good shape. She had already done some student teaching at an elementary okay. school in the weeks before coming right. to me. Right. And she basically already had a job lined up for the following fall. So right. like really, it was just... I don't want to call it a formality. I still was helping to evaluate and give her feedback right. and everything, but it was so tough because I mean, we were all just kind of like winging it, not knowing what right. we were doing at that moment. So how am I going to come down on somebody when right. we're not knowing what we're doing kind of deal. But the right. last I, I spoke to her, it seemed like she was doing okay. Cool. And uh, she had actually asked for a letter of rec for uh, a new position um, out of state. So, oh, wow. and um, I'm, I actually have not heard from her since then if she ever got that position. So, okay. but well, yeah, yeah I, but having a student teacher was an interesting experience. I, I've never had your do chaotic something is not needs to, to, uh, I don't need to show me anything. Dude knows everything. So that's been really, really beautiful. There's a couple little things like how do you do balance the, you know, your every week you get a bank statement. So, you know, those kind of little nuances, but man, I got to tell you, it is super nice because there's a lot of stuff, you know, safety plans, um, different things that you do at the beginning of the school. You're testing things and all that stuff. It's just having having someone there that has been has been beautiful, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, same old, same old, you know. So relatively back to normal for you. Yeah. So that was what we were joking about. The the title of this back to normal question mark. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it is, man. I don't know. What do you think? So, yes and no. Right. Because I'm still seeing kids struggle with yeah. just kind of being back in the building. Mm -hmm. And while while the, the issues of kids just roaming the hallways mm -hmm. are not as severe this year as they were last year. And I think mm -hmm. it's partly because we're, you know, another year older. And then also, I think the admin team of my school really just came down on it right away. Just put, mm -hmm. just put the hammer down right off the bat. Like, we're, this is not acceptable. You're not just going to get out of classes and roam the hallways mm -hmm. and cause problems. So, so I, I, that's not as bad. Um, COVID numbers where I'm at are low. Uh, I mean, they're still happening, but you're not hearing about the numbers and the, like the, the County health department keeps saying like, we're, we're still in like, whatever zone they call it. It's like the low transmission rate or whatever. But what I'm starting to see is that my kids had to stay home a couple of days already because now that kids are back together in person, no masks, all those germs that we weren't really around for a couple of years, those are kind of making a comeback now and yeah. people are being exposed because you know, both my kids, um, first, my youngest, Reed, he stayed home for two days, first week of school. Like he missed oh, wow. Thursday and Friday, the first week of school. And then the following week, my daughter missed a couple days and she didn't seem to be getting better. So I actually took her to the doctor and the doctor's like, it's not COVID, it's not strep, it's it's a cold. It's a cold. Like, and these are things that we just, we're not used to because we were, we were bottled up and then masking. Right. And now like we're just back together and that's what it is. And I haven't gotten anything and my wife hasn't gotten anything yet, but I'm, I'm sure there it's going to happen where we're going to get 
a common cold or we're going to get, I get allergy, like mm -hmm. sinus infections and sore throats. Um, I'm sure those are going to come down. Although we haven't had the smoke rolling into the city like right. we, we've had in the past. Yeah. There's not really any fires in Southern Nevada, Arizona, or California blowing mm -hmm. things in. And then we got the, the most rain in the summertime that we have had in years. Oh, the monsoons. Yeah. The monsoon actually was here this year. And it, it was one of those deals where I left I left town on June 23rd. Right. And for your big trip. For, for my almost month-long trip. And we had gotten a little bit of rain sporadic here and before we left. And then on my trip, I think we encountered a little rain in Texas driving through there. But the temperatures all through the South, like in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Alabama were like 10 degrees below normal for that time of year when we were there. I'm like, oh, this is nice because when I was in Nashville, the one place I was at, the server told us like last week it was 105 with like 97% humidity uh, and it was only like 83 that day. We're like, oh, we, we came at a good time. Yes. And then when I got to Michigan, it rained a few days, um, but then, and then we didn't really see any rain until we got back to Nevada. Right. And then we got back on July 17th and from July 17th through like mid August, it rained. I not every day, but right. I would say out of that 30 day period, we got a little bit of rain probably on 20 of those days. And and there was a couple of the days where we got like an inch of rain. So mm -hmm. it was just, it was kind of nice. You're sitting in the house at night and all of a sudden you hear the rain then the lightning and thunder. And that was, that was kind of nice because we hadn't experienced that here and several years and then lake mead has been crying oh God. <laughs> all the bodies are coming up <laughs> oh now the bodies are they're finding the bodies out there and they did find one and they identified as a drowning victim from about 20 oh. years ago so that family got closure now which is really right. nice but i know there's yeah, like there an is, airplane there hole. is the one there's all kinds of junk coming yeah, out there is the one body they found in a barrel that was a yes they did <laughs> so that yeah interesting mm. there but um but no, Lake Mead in the month of August actually went up about four feet. I heard that, So yeah. part of it was because of rain. Part of it was because demand for water downstream wasn't as severe because okay. of rain. And then they weren't releasing as much out of Lake Powell. So, but I mean, that's not going to last. It's going to eventually start drying up. And right. then um, Las Vegas, they, they we do a great job here conserving water. And I actually just saw a thing where, I think out of all the Colorado River water, we only mm -hmm. get like 300,000 acre feet a year. So it's wow. like one, it's only like 2% of all the Colorado River water. And then we only use like about 280,000 of that 300. Right. So we, Southern Nevada is not the reason why right. Lake Mead is drying up. <laughs> no, no, there's a, there's a hole. Yes. If there are anyone who wants to research that, there's a ton of documentaries about why that Colorado River, when it hits uh, the ocean, is a ditch. It's not even a ditch. It's like a like a trickle. Like there's yeah. There's not even water going into the ocean anymore. Yeah, so, which is super and then sad. I I saw this thing about how in Arizona they have all these water intensive crops like cotton mm -hmm. and whatnot, and the reason they do is because the farmers there they get these water rights, and if they yep. don't use the water, then they lose it. So they just and then sometimes if they're not going to use all their water, they just turn the spigot on and let it go. And it's like, whoa, Ugh. that something needs to be done about that. Right, for sure. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, it's been weird. It's the weather's been kind of cooler here. It got hot for a little bit. And like I said, the fire, we were lucky we dodged 
Oh, we didn't have a lot of fires. So this one, I mean, it sucks right now, but hopefully it's supposed to rain next week. We're by kind of hit sixties. So, yeah, no. And that was the thing too, is that we didn't have the heat this summer. Right. Like we normally do. Like, I mean, there was, we went a couple weeks where it never broke a hundred and then we had, <laughs> that's crazy for Vegas. Yeah. And then, but late, late August, we had a stretch of about 10 days where it was 105 to 113. So it got, that was our heat, but now it's gone. Now it's only like in the, the high eighties. Wow. So no, we just, we, we didn't get a lot of those hundred degree days this year, which um, I mean, I was gone for a lot of that time on the road trip. So um, 17 States total nice. is what, nice. what I passed through. Um, I was able to check into a beer on untapped in 15 of those States Ooh, cool. along the way. Right so on. I did not check in in Arkansas. Okay. I was passing through on a Sunday. and I was just um, going to say, nothing open on a Sunday? Nope, uh, they are dry on Sundays yes. in Arkansas, apparently. And then I did not check into one in Kentucky. Okay. So, But I checked into one in Kentucky when I was there a few months ago for my friend's wedding in Cincinnati. So, Oh, cool. So cool, I cool. already got that one checked off. And then I didn't check into one in Alabama because I was only there for part of the day to go to the Space Museum in Huntsville, but I did oh, cool. buy beer in Huntsville from a couple different breweries. So I think that counts. I think it does too. But I'll have to go back to Alabama and check into a beer to check it off of the because uh, you get that badge uh, for yes. every five states you check into a beer, you, you yep. level up. Ah, <laughs> so. uh, yes, you're right. Well, oh, we'll have to do a future episode on your trip because I'm curious about all the places you went. Oh yeah, we um we had a lot of fun. I mean, cool. that space museum in Huntsville was that was the one thing on the whole trip. I'm like, if we do nothing, we have to go there. Cool. And that was cool. that was worth it. And I already decided that um I may in retirement move to Nashville because Nashville's Nashville cool is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even a country music fan, but walking down Broadway and just hearing like all these musicians uh, at two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Yep. Just not doing even, what they had to do to, to to make it. I'm like, this is incredible. I could do this. And they have a they have an incredible like diverse music scene, not just country. Right. So yeah, no, it is, and that's the Nashville thing. Like, the cool. one the one bar I I walked by, they had like some cover band that was rocking like Queen songs or something there we like go. that. And you know, and then um, I didn't see where it was, but apparently around the corner off of Broadway was uh, an established punk bar. Oh, which cool! I would have loved to have gone mm -hmm. and checked that out too but yeah nashville's really cool and then i was in memphis for a couple of days too and memphis cool. is a great city too so no i i had a lot of fun in that trip and uh yeah just uh brought, brought back a bunch of beer like i was saying earlier in the episode i haven't been to the beer store right. in quite a while because i bought so much beer home from my road trip i haven't had to go cool right on so. man Cool. Well, so Ben, that's that was a good rolling, little catch man. up, man. Yeah, yeah. things are rolling we, along for both of us. Yeah, just busy, and um, you know, like I, I'm still going to leave that question mark on the title back to normal. Yes, we because, will. You know, we, you know, and I would love to hear other people's experiences at yes, the beginning of their year sure. because I, I've been I've been pretty quiet on the socials. I haven't been yep. doing much on there, and haven't been seeing much um, either because I haven't been on. So I'm just kind of curious what others are doing. I do know that conferences are starting to yes, they kind are. of roll out in person again. Um, while we're recording this, there's actually uh, one yes. going on here in Vegas. Um, Correct. Um, I didn't I didn't sign up for it because I just didn't know how busy I was going to be. And frankly, today we're recording this, but I have no other plans today. And it's the first there Saturday in a while I haven't had plans. So I'm, I'm going to relax and watch some football. Watch some football. And, uh, but um, I do know that Fall Q in person for yep. the first time in a couple of years will be in October. 
Um, okay. Apparently, it's um, a beautiful facility in Stockton, California, oh, okay. which um, Stockton a lot of times doesn't have the greatest of reputations, but right. I heard that this facility that it's going to be at is absolutely incredible. So I'm not going to be nice. able to make it this year, but, uh, and then I believe today also, as we're recording this, so, you know, last week when we do post this, I think CapQ outside of Sacramento is doing right. their event. So, mm-hmm. yep. So things, things are, things are, getting, things are rolling, getting kind of back to that normal. So, um, you know, before long, it'll be time for spring Q in Palm Springs. So I think uh, yep. Beer EDU needs to make an appearance this year. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. So. I, I have something planned, but I but I don't think it's the same time. So we'll 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 see how that goes. We'll have to look into it. So right on. Well, um, that being said, I mean, I mean, I guess we should again. Do. We do want to hear what you had to yes. say. And if you want to share any of your thoughts on like your back to normal, you can email us at info at beeredupodcast.com. You can tweet us at BeerEDUPod, and we also use hashtag BeerEDUPod. You can hit us up on Facebook at Podcast. That's all one word. Follow us on Instagram um, where we post the beer pics and the fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at BeerEDU, or excuse me, bit.ly slash BeerEDU YouTube. Um, and then, of course, follow us both on Twitter as well yep. as long as our social platforms for the podcast. Um, leave us a review wherever you listen so more can find the show. We'd love to hear from you on that. And then to be a guest on the show, Ben, yeah. what do others want to or have hey, to do? Just go to that website, beeredupodcast.com. Click on the contact subscription info link. Complete the guest form. We will get you in the queue. Um, we'll do, we're going to do a couple ones, I think, with you and I and then some guests and stuff. But definitely, if you want to be on the show, hit us up. Uh, you know, go to our website. And then I think we have to also thank some people for, for promoting our show. So School Rubric, they are featuring the Beer Edu podcast. So their mission is to help schools, educators, parents, students tell their stories so that all stakeholders can make the best choices about enrollment, staffing. So check out schoolrubric.org for some amazing content, not just Beer Edu podcast. And then also we are part of Codebreaker Podcast Network. You should definitely go to codebreakeredu.com because they are promoting some amazing podcasts like Teachers Talking Teaching, Student-Centered World, STEM Every Day, Teachers on Fire, My EdTech Life, and a bunch of other stuff. Absolutely. So, no, two great two great organizations that, that feature us, and we can't thank them enough. So, now, normally, this is where we do yeah, the Learn yeah. About segment, but um, we're going to... We're going to skip the learn about yep. this week. Um, and next time when we have a guest, we'll definitely get yes. back into those learn about segments again. So kind of pick up where we left off with some sure. things that were on the past episodes. So, <laughs> so that about wraps That's it, it man. up. All so, right. Dude, and, you're going to go uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I am, I'm going to drive to South Lake Tahoe because apparently there's no smoke. Yeah, go go get out of the smoke, and then I mean, I mean, it's Lake Tahoe. Even if it was, I know, I'm not going to. I really can't complain. I can't complain. So there you go. (laughs) Well, listeners, thank you as always for listening, supporting, and until next time, may the malts and the hops be with you. Right on.